The Triad Podcast Network is presented by Icon Custom Builders in Winston-Salem. We've all been there. You're thinking of making some changes around the house. So what do you do? You take to social media, ask for recommendations to make those home improvements, and inevitably, you get 20 responses and each one has a different answer. You're even more confused. Well, we're here to make it easy for you. Just talk to our friends at Icon Custom Builders. Whether it's a large or small renovation, they've been transforming homes in the triad since 2005. And like we've been saying for several months now, chances are you've got more equity in your home than you realize. So now could be the perfect time to consider some upgrades. Maybe you want to modernize your kitchen or optimize your outdoor space for entertaining. You can even restore your older home with a more functional layout and design while preserving the original character and charm. Whatever's on your wish list, Icon can help turn it into reality. Now, if you're like me, the whole idea of home renovation is overwhelming. But not to worry, Icon has a full-service design-build team that guides homeowners through every step of the process. Just visit their website, IconCustomBuilders.com, to schedule a consultation and start your dream project today. This is the Triad Podcast Network. Welcome back to the table. I'm Christy. I write the food blog, Triad Foodies, um, also social media and Instagram, at Triad Foodies. And we are so excited to be back here um, in front of you or in, in with your listening ears um, because we've missed you. It's been a few months since we've had a podcast and got to sit down and talk with members of the local culinary scene. And we are so excited today to bring to you Chef Eric Brownlee, who is the chef at the Catherine Brasserie in downtown Winston-Salem. The Catherine is at 401 North Main Street, and it is absolutely a stunner of a restaurant and uh, we have been um, privileged to have a chef's table at the Catherine in the past, but we didn't know Eric then. So we're excited to see what Chef has in store for us um, in September, on Tuesday, September 13th. And that event was sold out. It sold out in less than 24 hours, maybe more like 18 hours. So we are super excited, obviously. Folks are excited to meet you, Chef, and we welcome you. Well, thank you, Christy. It's a pleasure to be on here today with you this afternoon. And uh, you're absolutely right. We do have a beautiful, stunning property here at Catherine inside the uh, historic uh, old R.J. Reynolds building. And uh, to be part of the Triad Foodies upcoming chef table is pretty pretty awesome. I'm pretty excited about it. I did miss the last one you guys had here. It was pretty much right before I started. So I'm definitely looking forward to uh, September 13th, and uh, it's going to be a good dinner. I, I brought a pretty awesome five-course meal for you guys, and it's going to be awesome. I'm excited it sold out so quickly, too. That's, that's very encouraging. So it's awesome to be on here today with you guys. Yeah, and we might circle back to that. I told um, Chef earlier on that we don't always talk about what's on the menu because not only is it about uh, you know, chef's table is about letting the chefs surprise us. But we also, if you didn't manage to get tickets to this event, we hate that you, you know, feel like, oh my goodness, I'm missing out. And now you just have to hear about it and you don't get to experience it. But the good news is Catherine is there all the time and uh, Lord willing. And um, 
anything that he's going to throw at us that night, I'm sure in some way, shape or form will be on the menu or presented um, at the Catherine. So, uh, so before we get into that, to tease a little bit, if we choose to do that, um, Chef, tell us a little bit about your background, um, because I know you relocated um, back to the state a few years back. So let us know, like, tell us what, 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 where you've been, um, what your, um, uh, your culinary history has been. Well, I grew up in Pennsylvania, in, uh, in rural Pennsylvania, um, outside, kind of outside of Philly in Baltimore, and, but it was farm country. My grandfather did raise uh, beef cattle and had a farm, so I grew up working on a farm, and we raised all kinds of uh, different vegetables, too, in a small garden, along with cattle and things like that. So um, I definitely uh, have a connection to, like, solid, good ingredients and where they come from, and I'm connected to that. And then also, I've always had a passion for food and restaurants. I, was, I guess I was just a really hungry kid. My mom just encouraged me to go work in a restaurant. I was so hungry all the time. Um, and it happened to be a, uh, an award-winning French restaurant that I got my start in that I did a, uh, an apprenticeship at and worked my way up through and uh, cooking uh, like modern French cuisine. And then they encouraged me to go to culinary school. So I picked Charleston, South Carolina uh, when Johnson Wales was still there. So uh, I, once I started going to school in Charleston, I kind of brought together the French training I had with Southern ingredients and all the things I learned in culinary school. And uh, it kind of uh, shaped this like French foundation with Southern influences, even though I'm originally a Yankee, I've actually been in the South longer than I've uh, than I lived up North. So I don't know if I'm considered a Yankee technically still or not. I'm not sure, but. A little Southern, Southern yeah. to me. Because he's from Pennsylvania also. He's from yeah. the Reading. There, so there you go. That's not too far away. Yeah. Uh, so after living a little over a decade in Charleston, I found myself uh, in North Carolina. And when I got the opportunity to become the chef here at the Catherine, it was French foundations with uh, Southern influences, and it was kind of right up my alley. So uh, yeah, totally. I worked and, out perfectly. And before that, you were here in the Triad, also at um, in High Point. I was, yes. So that, uh, one of the reasons I moved here was to become the chef at the String and Splinter Club in High Point, High Point City Club, um, and back in 2012. So uh, I've been here since then, um, 2012. And then after I was there for a couple of years, I became the corporate executive chef for the Blue Restaurant Group, mm-hmm. which has multiple restaurants across High Point. Uh, it's a fine dining restaurant is Blue Water, and there's a more of a uh, kind of a upscale casual, Magnolia Blue. There's an Italian restaurant, Lulu and Blue. So Mm-hmm. Um, I got quite a bit of variety there and got to spread out across the town and get to know the area and stuff. So it was a, it was a pretty good experience. Doing that. So tell me, um, you know, with Catherine, you know, they've kept with this sort of French theme, um, since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, some people are a little scared of French cuisine. I think it's wonderful. I think that, you know, they could do even more, you know, I'm like, bring it on, you know what I mean? Um, but what do you love about French cuisine and uh, what is, so, what is the appeal to the French technique? And well, I'm sure it is technique, but what is it? What's so appealing about French cuisine? Well, for me, it's more about, it's, it's just so steeped in history and the different uh, the fundamentals. They're, they're kind of, they, you, you uh, see the same fundamentals in different, different cuisines across you know, the globe as far as like Italian and uh, all the all the various Asian ones, like the, the foundations are the same, but the French kind of refined that and uh, kind of built off of that. And it's just a good foundation. You can branch out in kind of any direction you want to. Uh, 
I like to focus on more of a lighter interpretation of classic French cuisine, where I still use the same techniques and the same uh, foundations. I just don't use as much butter and as much heavy things. It's more of a lighter thing where I try to focus on like, the fresh ingredients we have available in the South. And uh, I don't want to do like crazy heavy sauces on stuff. I prefer to keep it lighter if I can. But at the same time, I also, you know, have some escargot with some butter on there and some heavier things like that too. So French cuisine to me is just kind of, you can, there's so much room to play with, but uh, it, you can still kind of stick to the basics, you know, as well. So I'm with you on like expanding the French uh, brasserie concept in, in, uh, in Winston-Salem. Um, as far as uh, like going deeper and deeper into the French food, I, I try to do that a little bit menu by menu. I don't want to push the public away. I do try to keep it very approachable. So um, I do want it to be approachable for people that maybe aren't into French cuisine or don't know much about it. So um I think, I think it's a good balance as far as that goes. You touched on that because I was going to ask you how you've, um, in now that it's been, what, a, a year and a half that you've yeah. been there? Um, yeah. uh, how, how, in what ways have you tried to make your mark there? Because we, you know, we're, I don't know how many chefs we are now in here, you know, things change and people mm-hmm. move on, right? Um so how have you decided to make your mark here? With, with very signature French based dishes that are also like interpreted in a modern way. Um, so you're not going to see like Coca Man on the menu, uh, maybe for a special, but I do have a chicken on the menu that is, uh, it's pan seared and it's, it's deboned. Uh, and it's also, but it comes over like a small salad with crispy fingerling potatoes. So we have steak frites on the menu, quite a few, not just one with uh, a multitude of sauces. So there's also like that option as well, where you can like kind of mix and match and things like that. Uh, and then I do vegan dishes. Um, it just, just the way I write menus, a lot of the food on the menu is already gluten-free, but you know, just because of that's the kind of ingredients I like to put together, there's not a lot of heavy starches on there. So uh, especially in the summertime, you're not going to see a lot of that. So um, it's more of a modern, uh, like Nouvelle type, like healthier cuisine that is French based still with the Southern ingredients. So this show is presented by the Ginther group, a real estate team based right here in the triad and the only ones we trust here on the triad podcast network. I've been podcasting with Blake Ginther and his team for a few years now, always blown away by how well the experts at the Ginther group can make sense of a rapidly changing and oftentimes chaotic real estate market. I know I feel smarter after each episode we record right here on the Triad Podcast Network. Then when it came to sell a home, I chose the Ginther Group. They steered me in the right direction at all times in terms of how much time and money to invest in order to maximize the things I wanted out of the transaction. And we ended up selling for nearly 10% above asking. Look, I can't guarantee you the same results, but why wouldn't you at least meet with them and see what's possible? Call 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com to see if The Ginther Group can help you own your future. Now back to the show. So now we can circle back since we're just really talking about the food. What are, you, what are some of your plans for either this chef's table, if you care to share, even though it's about surprising us, so we don't have to reveal the whole menu, obviously. Um what kind of things are you kind of hoping to delve into um, and throw at either us or anyone like at wine dinners? I know y'all can, y'all have all kinds of beautiful wine dinners. I always said that the Catherine's um, wine program is 
stellar. Their sommeliers are awesome. They have never, almost never disappoint when it comes to pairings and things like that. So if you want to go to a restaurant that has great, has great food, but you know that there's going to be staff there that has wonderful knowledge about the wine, that Catherine is a great place to go. Um, so what are some of the things that you, you uh, might be playing with here as we come into the fall and, you know, colder months? And because I know that your use of seasonal ingredients is very important. Mm -hmm. So you, you might see some squab on the menu. Uh, and most people are familiar with squab. Squab is a smaller bird. Uh, it's also known as a pigeon, which will turn a lot of people off. You know, people aren't really accustomed to having pigeon on the menu. Uh, but a squab is a, is, a, is a young pigeon that actually hasn't been able to fly yet. So it's very tender and uh, it's, uh, it's delicious. It has a similarity to, to duck, I would say. Um, and, you, and you still eat it medium rare to medium. You know, you don't want to overcook it at all. Uh, and that's not something you really ever see at all around here. And I'm going to do that with some locally foraged mushrooms probably because I have a mycologist that uh, forages for me. And one of the only licensed uh, mushroom foragers that can sell to restaurants in North Carolina. So... He works hard out there in the woods looking for delicious mushrooms and um, we're getting some squab in too, which is pretty exciting. Um, you might see some rabbit on the menu, which uh, you really don't see a whole lot around here. Uh, and I've uh, had on the menu this past spring, I played around with it and I'm going to bring it back uh, for a couple uh, couple hits here and there throughout the fall. So you guys might see some of that. And then I'm going to get some local, some some North Carolina flounder, probably do a, and poppy oat, which is a... Uh, Mm -hmm. which is a classic French uh, dish where everything's wrapped in paper, kind of like the original uh, like little TV dinner, so to speak, you know, where it all kind of bakes together in a, in a enclosed uh, parchment. So that's going to be pretty cool um, with some table side service stuff. So, um, and obviously oysters, you know, like we're huge on uh, like our, our raw bar stuff. So you're going to see some, some cool uh, variations of oysters also. So That sounds awesome. Have you been uh, getting back into doing classes? I remember at one point there, I saw some charcuterie classes. Is that mm -hmm. still of um, something they are offering there? Is it still ongoing? Uh, so they come and go. The last one I did was a demo actually for, because uh, August is dog month in our patio. We have a big uh, yappy hour every Tuesday where we invite like people come with their dogs and stuff. So the last one you just missed was actually a barcuterie board where it's uh, kind of a charcuterie, but with uh, like with dog friendly items on it and things like that and <laughs> your popsicles and stuff. So, uh, and then I just did a, a small oyster uh, demo not too long ago as well. So I don't know if anything uh, is going to pop up in the fall, but in the winter, there's probably going to be some stuff for, uh, you know, for the holidays. So we'll do some yeah, classes and, for. And in the winter, I remember something that was very popular, not, to, uh, I guess, you know, after the pandemic and things started opening, y'all had those glass so we're yes they are coming back one more year we don't know uh after this year if they're really gonna be necessary we're actually gonna try and close the whole patio if we can um so we keep the same experience all year but we are gonna have the globes again this year for anyone that wants to have a small intimate experience and they're very like instagrammy and uh they're, they're pretty awesome so yeah so we're gonna have those back again this year I've been in one, but it was up here in the mountains. <laughs> it was pretty cold. It had just well, snowed. I'm sure it was, yeah. <laughs> and but the cool thing is, since it had just snowed, you were it literally felt like an igloo. Oh, that's awesome. It was yeah. on the and it hadn't all melted off yet, but it was a little drippy. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah. probably, the benefit of being down the mountain a little bit is that you won't have 
a freezing cold situation. Hopefully not. Yeah. So we keep ours heated too. So, I mean, we want people to come in there and enjoy themselves, right? We don't want to like if you're on the back porch shivering and stuff. So yeah, super pretty with all the like city lights all around. It's just really kind of magical. I love that. It is. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's very romantic. If you know, if you want that or just even like a fun, like night out on the town where you're not like inside, it's kind of like a little private dining room. You know? So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we have come off and it, it feels like beating a dead horse when we talk about um, the past couple years and, you know, I guess um, you sort of came in uh, tail end of pandemic-ish, I guess the, timing is about right. Um, so how have, how's the Catherine and how's your culinary team sort of navigated this whole um, season since now, you know, all these restrictions have finally lifted, but it feels like a portion of the culinary community has vanished wherever they went. I don't know. Um, and so how have y'all been just handling this? I mean, I think it's important that people understand, you know, what restaurants kind of face, even though they're kind of, you know, trudging through. Yeah. Well, I actually started here basically right at the beginning of the pandemic. So okay. I was uh, I was a one man show for for a few weeks and then I was able to bring in one person, uh, my sous chef. And then I was able to bring in one more person and then one more. So over the course of uh, I would say that. 2020 i built my staff back up to a core group of like really uh awesome guys that are uh you know they're they're super qualified and almost overqualified in some cases and uh we just kind of like shouldered everything and kind of built back up from there and um building back up is not as easy as it sounds like we you know we we try to hire people and uh you know kind of get our staff where we want to be but um to get good qualified individuals uh you know, they've, they've kind of spread out and branched out and went to better places, you know, or, or, or better things than, you know, and, and moved up in the world. So uh, to, 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 to kind of get those guys back and, uh, and the staff of that nature where we're, you know, we have integrity and, and uh, solid values has been, it's been a struggle lately. Um, it kind of ebbs and flows, you know, we're getting a lot more applicants now than we were a year ago, but uh, we've, we've kind of just had to kind of just work way harder than we ever did before uh with the smaller crew to to get to where we want to be and to where we're when you know and where we're headed also so um yeah. but it's a but it's obviously been an ongoing struggle to find to find staff and help i mean like you said they kind of vanished you know i don't know if they branched out into different industries or if they're uh kind of started their own companies and but uh you know qualified chefs and uh and and, and cooks are kind of you know really hard to come by these days yeah. hang on to also so yeah definitely I, i've seen um many a struggle and like i mentioned early on you know the it has been challenging having you know just i take my time with my chef table events even because you know the chefs just are the, I, I don't know if i've got gonna have staff i can't commit just yet you know it's it, there's a pause there that wasn't there before so but it's understandable um i i love hearing how you kind of built your team though and that's got to be a great um i don't know just a great kind of brotherhood sisterhood come family that gets built into this to to your kitchen there because um, it sounds like you know you had to start from almost nothing you know what i mean yeah, ba- yeah basically yeah yeah so uh i mean it's, it's, it's kind of been like a long expedition almost where we're you know just kind of like plowing ahead and 
just trying to build up. Like you said, like, and, and it's not just men, it's men and women on my teams. Yeah. And, uh, and I've, I've been lucky enough to find that core group that are, they were like our, my foundation that we build off of them and, and kind of just add on uh, as much help as we can where we, where we can see it. But I know in the end that I still have like that, that core group of guys and girls that can uh, help us, uh, you know, do what we need to do to, to increase our, uh, our, our, our market with Salem. And that's one of the things we have going for us is uh, it's been a little easier for us to find help based on our reputation and, and who we are as a company than uh, I'm sure it has for some other restaurants. So, but we've been able to build back enough to like, we just released a new banquet menu. So obviously we do a lot of banquets and catering here in the hotel and, uh, um, and just keep our standards where they need to be for dinner time. And, and we've reopened breakfast and lunch. So We've seen some pretty good results with that, and uh, the feedback from the uh, community has been pretty good. So we just kind of just try to build from there and just kind of keep working forward. That's really all we can do. The Triad Podcast Network is sponsored by Jennifer Johnson, owner of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and a local certified financial planner who helps people plan for big financial goals such as retirement or college. Especially now, navigating markets is challenging particularly for those gearing up for retirement, young professionals, business owners, or retirees. Am I saving enough for retirement? As a business owner, do I need a workplace retirement plan to attract and retain key employees? Am I using the right individual investment strategies? Personally, I had some of those questions. Plus, how do I save for my kids' college education? So I went and got local independent advice from Jennifer and her team at Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. They're located in Winston-Salem, and you can get started like I did with a complimentary, no-obligation consultation right here in the triad. Just call 336-701-1600 or email jennifer at the number 3-magnolias.com, jennifer at 3-magnolias.com. And be sure to catch Jennifer's podcast covering all sorts of financial tips, trends, and strategies right here on this same feed with the Triad Podcast Network. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. Switch gears a little bit, and we've talked about work, you know, but I know you're more than just about that. So um, I know you're a you know, family guy. Um, what do you do when you're not, you know, running things at Catherine? Well, I don't have as much time as I used to, obviously, right? Because we, we just, you know, because, uh, you know, it, it's hard to find help. But uh, I'm, I've, I've always been a long uh like long distance backpacker and mountain climber. Uh, my wife and I like to travel around the globe and uh, climb remote peaks and, and backpack and put in long distance, uh, 100, mi- 100 plus mile uh, backpacking trips. Wow. Uh, so uh, it's, it's, it's been kind of difficult lately to go anywhere fun and do that. Uh, but I also do a lot of staying on paddle boarding, which is a lot of uh, really good uh, paddle boarding around here and uh, foraging for mushrooms as well. So um, I try to do that a lot, as much outside as I can. Cause I'm stuck inside in the kitchen all day too. Right. So, um, and then believe it or not, I do cook at home a lot, quite a bit. Um, I, I live in a slightly rural area around here. There's not too many restaurants to go to, especially when I'm off. A lot of them also seem to be closed or not open, you know, uh, the same days that I'm off. So, uh, I, I do find myself cooking quite a bit as I'm sure a lot of other people did during the pandemic. I, you know, I still have to do that quite a bit too. So, um, yeah. So, uh, I just like to hang on my family and, uh, a big crazy German shepherd that is relentless with uh, 
the attention that he needs to. So, and then, uh, you know, this is a lot of outdoor time and uh, I'll be getting into mushroom foraging as well. Cause there's pretty wealth, there's good wealth of uh, fungus in this area too. So um, it's been a lot of fun as far as that goes. That's awesome. So tell me about some of the places you've climbed then. Uh, so uh, the most recent, well, I guess the most memorable of the recent was uh we did a hundred mile uh, uh backpack and climbing expedition across iceland which was a lot of fun oh, um, awesome. uh the most recent one was actually north cascades in washington state uh we uh we did that uh and then also mount olympus and, and olympic peninsula uh climbed the highest mountain of costa rica um all over canada and uh alberta canada and uh, like, like the, the canadian rockies like banff and jasper area stuff like that uh um, all through Oregon, you know, climb Mount Hood a couple, uh, a couple times, um, and circumnavigate it as well. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I've done lots of stuff in Glacier and uh, the Rockies, the uh, well, more snow mass in uh, that area, and uh, in Colorado. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we're, we're, we're trying to get out to Europe soon. But yeah. It's been kind of tricky these days with uh, travel and pandemic and work and everything like that. So. Yeah, I would love to go to Iceland. Did you see recently the volcano? <laughs> it's erupting and people are just sitting out there looking at it like it's an yeah. amusement. <laughs> right. And I mean, that's kind of how it, I mean, we actually, uh, my, my uh, wife and I actually cooked food over a uh, active volcano one day when we were there. So Play. that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's cool. That's great. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, I, I would. Do you have anything else you want to add about the Catherine and what your plans are over the course of the season? Or I might have touched on. <laughs> well, I'm changing the menu again, and uh, actually, right after you guys have your dinner here in September, I'm going to change it the second week of September for uh, for fall. So you have that to look forward to soon. And uh, August is still dog month, so yappy hour is still every Tuesday on the patio, and that's going to go on actually through September too. Uh, and then, um, you know, we're bringing the raw bar back in a bigger and bigger form all the time too. So that's what I look forward to because I don't really think a whole lot of the restaurants around here offer those kind of things. So I don't think so either. And it's also so pretty and comfortable too. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. And if you're looking to have an event, uh, like I said, we just, we just redid the entire banquet and catering and, and events menu. So uh, it's definitely more modern and, and upscale and way more fun than the last one was too. So we have some beautiful spaces here for that. The Grinch Bar and 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 Christmas time's coming back, so that's gonna be fun. We're uh, it's a big Grinch themed uh, party every night, so that's so cool. I love it. You always have something going on. I know that uh, Bastille Day was another that, that actually, was a fun one. yeah, caviar. Yeah, you know, so mm-hmm. you guys like caviar? I missed out on Bastille Day. It was awesome. Oh, well, maybe next time. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I um, have so loved um, sitting with you and getting to know you a little bit better. I know that there are about 25 of us in September who are excited about uh, seeing your face and seeing what you do and getting to enjoy the Catherine again. It's so beautiful. Um, Again, everyone, uh, the Catherine Brasserie is inside the Kempton Cardinal Hotel, which is gorgeous. And uh, do check it out there at 401 North Main Street, Winston-Salem. And um, they are open for lunch and dinner and brunch. And then, of course, cocktail hour can't be beat at the Catherine. No, not at all. Christine, it's so <laughs> fun. Thank you so much. 
Thank you, Chef uh, Eric Brownlee of Catherine. And that's it for At the Table with Tri Foodies. Um, again, you can catch this, uh, all of our shenanigans on Instagram and Facebook at Triad Foodies. And be sure to follow the Catherine on Facebook and Instagram as well. And you can see all their latest happenings as well. And we'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple, provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.